What's up, world? I'm Cameron McKinney, and this is Pop Culture Spotlight, a podcast about the movies, The Fablemans, and Aftersun. First, let's talk about The Fablemans. Here's a quick synopsis. While developing a love of making movies, teenager Sammy Fableman is also dealing with dramatic changes within his family. The film stars Gabriel LaBelle, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, Seth Rogen, Julia Butters, and Judd Hirsch. Standout performances. After seeing this movie, one of my first thoughts was Michelle Williams was the perfect choice to play Mitzi, the mother of the film lead Sammy. The character is well-intentioned but zany. Like a lot of past characters, Williams has played Cindy in Blue Valentine, Margot in Take This Waltz. That movie like this one also has Seth Rogen in it, Randy in Manchester by the Sea, and Gwen Verdon in Fosse Verdon. She's very believable playing an eccentric character who is looking for more in life. Williams will next star in Kelly Reichardt showing up her fourth movie with the director. While Michelle Williams is playing a familiar role, Paul Dano is doing something very different than what he's known for. Usually, Dano plays intense roles, to put it mildly, in There Will Be Blood, 12 Years of Slaves, Prisoner, and The Batman, where he played the Riddler. In The Fablemans, he's playing a stern, normal guy. Dano is playing the least interesting character in the movie, and also the most sympathetic. You will feel bad for him after seeing this movie. 2022 has been a fantastic year for the actor. Like I said, he also starred in Matt Reeves' The Batman, and then he gets a different kind of performance in Steven Spielberg's The Fableman. He is showing his unlimited range. I've been a big fan of Paul Dano since I saw him play Brian Williams, the front man for the Beach Boys, and I'm thankful that the rest of the world is starting to catch up to how great an actor Paul Dano really is. Upcoming projects for Dano include the movies Dumb Money with Pete Davidson, Shailene Woodley, Sebastian Stan, and Seth Rogen, Spaceman with Adam Sandler and Kerry Mulligan, and the Amazon series Mr. and Mrs. Smith from Donald Glover. The Fablemans is a breakout role for Gabriel LaBelle who plays Sammy the stand-in for Steven Spielberg and he carries the movie way more than I expected him. He plays the character with charisma and confidence and some of my favorite moments are ones when he's without some of the bigger names in the movie. One of the biggest strengths of Spielberg as a director has been his ability to get performances out of virtual young unknowns. Henry Thomas in E.T., Christian Bale in Empire in the Sun, and now in back-to-back movies with Rachel Zegler in West Side Story and Gabriel LaBelle in The Fablemans. Judd Hirsch is an actor who can famously do a lot with not a lot of screen time in The Fablemans. He is in the movie for less than 10 minutes, and this is something he's done before, going all the way back to his Oscar-nominated performance in Robert Redford's Ordinary People. He's been on a great run of movies recently. Hirsch played parts in Noah Baumbach's The Meyerowitz's Stories, Uncut Gems from the Safdie Brothers, and now Spielberg's The Fablemans. Hirsch will next be seen in the aforementioned showing up with Michelle Williams and the Apple TV series Extra 
Relations with Meryl Streep, Gemma Chan, Forrest Whitaker, Tobey Maguire, Marion Cotillard, and Isa Gonzalez from writer-director Scott Z. Burns. I really like the way Steven Spielberg used Seth Rogen in this movie. He's one of the most likable movie stars working, and in The Fablemans, he's a decent man who does something that makes the Fableman family resent him. It was also great to see Rogen and Michelle Williams working together again, and I felt this way after seeing him in Steve Jobs. Seth Rogen needs to work with more top-tier filmmakers because they get the absolute best out of him. Just look at his resume when he was in Sarah Pauly's Take This Waltz, Danny Boyle, Steve Jobs, and now Spielberg's The Fablemans. He's done his best work in those three films. His time as a major comedic movie star may be over, but I think his time as a dramatic actor is just beginning. Rogan will next voice Donkey Kong in the Super Mario Brothers movie. I have lots to say about Steven Spielberg, so let's get into it. He is on fire. His last two films are West Side Story, one of the best remakes of all time, and now The Fablemans, his most blatantly personal movie to date. He's explored some of the same ideas in other films like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, E.T. and Jurassic Park, but those films are genre movies with emotional undertones. With The Fablemans, the emotions are the movie itself. Spielberg co-wrote the movie with Tony Kushner. It's Spielberg's first writing credit since The Goonies. He also wrote the screenplays to Poltergeist and Close Encounters of the Third Kind. There's a lot I liked about The Fablemans. For one thing, it's one of those rare films that gets better as it goes on. My favorite segment of the movie is near the very end, and I won't spoil anything. Sammy goes to the prom, and during that part of the movie, Sammy realizes the effect his movies can have on an individual. And even though he's clearly got a lot of talent, he can't fully understand why. It felt like Spielberg himself was saying, yeah, I know how to make a movie, but I don't fully understand why my movies resonate with so many people. Almost all of the talk surrounding The Fablemans has been about its box office, and the exact same thing happened with West Side Story. When people see the name Steven Spielberg, they compute that with mass entertainment, and it's been that way since Jaws. This is the man behind four Indiana Jones movies, E.T., and two Jurassic Park films. His last two movies are not franchises, they are not science fiction, and they are not historical drama epics like Schindler's List or Saving Private Ryan. Spielberg could easily be cashing in and directing the fifth Indiana Jones movie or another Ready Player One, but he's not. He's doing more dramatic work, and we should celebrate that because West Side Story and The Fablemans are two of his best movies in quite a long time. There was a time where a movie like The Fablemans could have made a decent box office haul, but those times are gone. I'm just happy this movie exists in the first place. I also just love the idea of the former king of the box office no longer caring about how a movie does financially and only cares about the quality. Spielberg has been, in my opinion, unfairly labeled a shallow filmmaker. There's more depth even in some of his larger movies. It's been reported that Spielberg's next directorial effort will star Bradley Cooper as Frank Bullock, the character once played by the great Steve McQueen. Oscar chances. The Fablemans is a major contender in almost every category. Let's start with the acting ones. 
Michelle Williams was once the heavy favorite to win Best Supporting Actress, but then it was announced she's running for lead. There's no doubt she's going to receive her fifth Oscar nomination, but her chances of winning feel slim. She's going up against Cate Blanchett for Tar and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. As for Paul Dano, I feel at this point it's likely that he's going to get his first ever Oscar nomination. It feels like it's time and I think it's well deserved. He wasn't nominated for a Golden Globe, but I don't think that matters anymore. I would be surprised not to see Paul Dano get an Oscar nomination. He's had a big year. I think the Academy likes to reward somebody who has multiple movies out right now. And with this year, he has both the Batman and the Fableman. So this is the year to honor Paul Dano. I don't think he's going to win Best Supporting Actor, but he should definitely be in the five that receive a nomination. It also feels like there's an outside chance Judd Hirsch also gets nominated. It would be his first nomination since Ordinary People over 40 years ago. And I like these type of performances getting nominated because Judd Hirsch truly gives a supporting performance in The Fablemans. You can make the argument that Paul Dano is a lead. If Michelle Williams is a lead of this movie, so is Paul Dano. Steven Spielberg is a shoe-in for a Best Director nomination, and the two-time winner feels like the favorite to win his third. I also believe he has a chance to win for screenplay along with Tony Kushner, and overall, I wouldn't be mad if The Fablemans ended up winning Best Picture. Overall, with The Fablemans, Spielberg plays into his own mythos as a filmmaker while also revealing a lot about his family. I love the central theme of the movie, how the combination of art and family can be a tricky one. And overall, I'm just one of those people who believe Steven Spielberg is the best director of all time. Look at his resume. There are very few bad movies on his list, and they are usually really good to great films. And at 75 years old, you could argue he's doing just as good as work as he was during his prime. There are not many you can say that about. I do want to say this, though. I love his bigger movies. I love Jurassic Park. I love Jaws. I recently rewatched it. Those are great films, but I also think some of his other films are super underrated. Catch Me If You Can and Minority Report are two of his better movies. I also love Lincoln. Let's not pretend that Steven Spielberg was only a great filmmaker in the late 70s. He's done so much good work for so long, and The Fablemans is another example of a masterpiece that should not be overlooked. Now let's switch gears and talk about the movie After Sun. Here's a quick synopsis. 11-year-old Sophie goes on a memorable trip to Turkey with her father Callum. The film stars Paul Meskel and Frankie Corio. Standout performances. Paul Meskel has made a name for himself working on very emotional projects. The first one being the 2020 series Normal People where he played Connell who has an on-again, off-again relationship with Marianne played by Daisy Edgar Jones. For his work on the series, Meskel was nominated for an Emmy. Then he had a small supporting role in The Lost Daughter with Olivia Colman and Dakota Johnson. In After Sun, he's playing Colm, a young father who's dealing with a lot. Meskel's biggest strength as a performer is he brings empathy to the characters that he plays. There are very few actors who make you care about the characters that he's playing. Then Meskel, who is an emotionally vulnerable performer, and I think that's something very rare in 2020. 
2022. Meskel will next star in the movies Carmen with Melissa Barrera, Foe with Saoirse Ronan, and Strangers with Andrew Scott, Claire Foy, and Jamie Bell. It will be interesting to see if Paul Meskel ever fully reaches movie stardom because while I admire the projects he chooses to be in, they are not mainstream. They are critical darlings and based on some recent comments, it doesn't feel like he'll ever be in a Marvel movie anytime soon and I think that's a good thing. He's too interesting to be the sidekick of a main superhero character. I think a lot of actors do projects that make them big names like Jamie Dornan, like a Robert Pattinson, and they do these things, they become big names, and then they become interesting. What's really fascinating about Paul Meskel is right out of the gate, he is super interesting, but I don't think he's super well-known. I watch Normal People. I don't know how big that show really was. I think he's a name that a lot of people know, but I don't think he's yet reached mainstream stardom. And again, I don't think that's something he's chasing. Like, I don't think he wants to be the next James Bond. I just probably imagine that he wants to be in a movie that gets a lot of eyeballs on it. I think After Sun has been a critically acclaimed movie that I don't think a lot of people have seen. Almost the entirety of After Sun was going to come down to who played Meskel's daughter, and luckily they made the right choice in Frankie Corio, who is asked to do a whole lot in this movie. She's playing someone who is realizing her father is a complicated figure for the first time in her life. That's not something that's easy to convey on screen. Mescal is getting the majority of the praise for this movie and that's fair enough, but this movie isn't what it is without Corio. I personally believe that more young actors should get recognition for their performances in these kind of movies. The same with the Fablemans. They have Gabriel LaBelle. I've never heard of who that was. He's a young actor. He's the lead of a movie. He deserves recognition the same way Corio does for a movie like After Sun. I think there should be an Oscars category for a young actor under 25 or something like that. I don't know what the age range would be, but there have been so many great performances lately by young actors. You had the kid from Belfast. You had Woody Norman and Come On, Come On with Joaquin Phoenix. We need to celebrate Celebrate young performances. We used to nominate young people for Oscars, like Abigail Breslin in Little Miss Sunshine or Haley Joel Osment in The Sixth Sense. It seems like the Academy no longer wants to nominate young performers, but somebody like Frank Corio should be in the discussion for Best Supporting Actress. Corio is getting a lot of praise for her work in After Sun, but she's going to receive almost zero recognition, and that feels wrong to me. After Sun is the directorial debut for Charlotte Wells and what I liked about it was it was about a young father. There have been a lot of movies about young mothers, but in the father department, they've been few and far between. There are some heartbreaking scenes between Sophie, played by Corio, and her dad, Colum, played by Mesco, especially about his financial situation. Clearly, Callum is someone who doesn't want to look back at his life with his daughter. He's filled with regret. The movie also explores how it's difficult to be in charge of another 
another person's life when yours is a constant struggle. The film also delves into this idea of how we as people control how we look back at our lives and our parents. The movie has an adult Sophie remembering the trip. I like the idea of memory versus what actually happened. Sophie is in complete control of how she chooses to remember her father, a complicated figure in her life. Oscar chances. I do believe there is a chance Paul Meskel gets a nomination for Best Actor at the Academy Awards. The locks for nominations are Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin, Brendan Fraser for The Whale, and Austin Butler for Elvis. That leaves two open spots. I could see Tom Cruise and Hugh Jackman getting in, but don't count out Meskel. He gives a riveting, moving performance that deserves recognition. I also believe all those other performances I mentioned came from bigger movies. I don't think indies are going to get completely shut out of the best leading actor category, and of the indie movies that have been released this year, I think Meskel has the best chance to be nominated for his performance in After Sun. There is a small part of me that would absolutely love to see Tom Cruise get nominated for an Oscar, but I'll also admit, didn't that movie already get enough praise and it won the box office and his career looks resurrected? Like, hasn't Tom Cruise gotten enough? I think a movie like After Sun needs their leading man to get nominated so more people see this movie. That's what the Oscars used to be about. I know we all want the Oscars to go mainstream and nominate movies like Top Gun Maverick or Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, but everyone saw those movies. The Oscars used to be about a movie, smaller, coming out, getting nominated, and then more people would go see it because it got an Oscar nomination. I hope we get back to something like that, and I feel like After Sun could really use Paul Meskel getting a nomination so more people check out this movie. I also just think in every Oscar race, there should be some newcomers in the list of people that get nominated. And I know that Austin Butler is going to get his first ever Oscar nomination for Elvis, and that's great, but I would also love it if Paul Meskel also got in there for After Sun. When it comes down to who wins it, I think it should come down to two names, Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin or Austin Butler for Elvis. If any other name wins Best Actor at the Oscars, I will not be a fan of that whatsoever. And I have not seen The Whale yet, but I have seen The Banshees of Inishirin and I have seen Elvis and I think those are the two best performances given by a leading actor in 2022. Overall, After Sun is a small, intimate movie that's very complicated emotionally and in a very natural way. No moment feels forced. It's not toying with your emotions. It's a real raw movie that one might call a slow burn, but it's super rewarding watch that I imagine any parent could either relate to or feel empathy towards. I love plot-driven movies as much as the next guy, but sometimes you just want to watch something about human people that you can relate to, and that's exactly what After Sun is. It is a movie we can all relate to. We can all relate to the position that Paul Meskel is in in this movie, and we can all relate to the Frankie Corio character as well. I also really liked how the movie's ending is open to interpretation. If you're a fan of Meskels from normal people, you definitely want to see this movie because he ups the ante and I think he gives his best performance so far in his career. I also have to say After Sun is one of the 
best looking movies of the year. Thanks for listening to this edition of Pop Culture Spotlight. I'm Cameron McKinney and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Thursday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I highly recommend you check out the movies The Fablemans and Aftersun. Next week on the podcast I'm talking about Ryan Johnson's star-studded Knives Out Glass Onion starring Daniel Craig and I'm listing my top 10 films of 2022. So tune into that and please rate, review, and subscribe. Subscribe.